Happy New Year and welcome to a new season of Lactose Intolerant. First and foremost, thank you for sticking with us for another year. <laughs> Secondly, I wanted to address something I wanted to talk about last season, but I didn't really talk about it because I thought I would grow past this hurdle. However, this hurdle has followed me into 2021 and it has been repeatedly happening again and again and again to a point where I can no longer ignore this conflict that I'm burying inside and I want to address about this so I can get it off my chest. I know the general consensus that new year, new me. Let's put the past behind us and proceed forward. However, there is this one thing, this one thing that has been repeatedly happening to me that I just can't drop it and leave it in 2020. I had to carry it all the way into 2021, especially the first week of 2021. What had happened was yesterday, yesterday, Saturday, yes, yesterday, I had to call my mom. Every Saturday, I tried to call my mom just to inform her how I am doing in the weeks, what has been happening with me, what has been happening with her, so that we keep up with each other's life, even though we are miles apart, even though we are on the opposite ends of the earth. And something had happened a week ago where she she used to be a professional athlete, and she sustained a lot of old injuries. So she is very easy for her to, for example, um, her knees will swell up if she stands for a long time. And also her backs are prone to injuries. And last weekend or sometime during last week, she was at home trying to clean out the attic. We have a lot of stuff there. And she thought, hey, you know what? I want to organize everything so the attic doesn't look like an archive of regrets. And that's what she did. But there are a lot of heavy stuffs in there. There, There's like uh, some, what are, what are those called again? Dressers. There's a really heavy dresser in there. And there are also some luggages in there as well. And right now, my dad is actually working or was working during the holiday seasons. So it was only my mom and my sister at home. And at that time, she requested help from my sister to move to move the dresser. And my sister didn't really show up right away. So my mom waited. She said she texted and she also called. My sister never really responded. So she decided to move the dresser herself. And consequently... Sprain her back. I don't want to say twist it. I don't remember the exact phrasing that she used, but she hurt her back and she had to lay down on the bed for seven days. And she was complaining, or should I say renting, that she's the only person in the house that's responsible. She's cooking, she's doing dishes, my sister is doing none of that, and that my sister doesn't know how to take care of people like I do. I really don't like it when parents compare kids. It's kind of unfair because, you know, different kids behave differently and they have their own personalities. I am quite attentive to my parents and my sister is relatively on the independent side. She is doing her own thing. She is not very... I don't want to say outgoing, but she's not usually like with the group together. She's just kind of like on her own in her room. Now, 
because my mom immediately reached out to me. Hearing her side of the story, of course, I'm pissed because this is not the first time that my sister doesn't respond when called. Sometimes when I would call her needing help or something, I would call and I would text and I would get no response. So I would be like, oh, okay, never mind. I'll do this on my own. So I see how this is. This was a plausible situation when my mom told me that this had happened. I thought I knew exactly what was happening. Oh, she's doing that thing again. She's ignoring us again. So immediately I scolded her. <laughs> I kind of lectured her via text, and I saw that she was online. Because on WhatsApp it shows that when was the last time that they were online, and she was online and she didn't read my text, so I was like, okay, so maybe she's avoiding me because she is wrong. But then later that day, she sent me two voice messages explaining what the situation was. Now she was, or she may be showering, or she may be sleeping, so she wasn't available to respond to that text. But if my mom had told her what she needed her to do, then of course she would be there a lot faster because she doesn't intend for my mom to move that by herself or to have sprained her back that way. So she felt like she wasn't really heard, that the situation was heavily one-sided, and that we didn't try to understand. Her side of the story, and after I heard her explanation, I understand and I see that. But my mom was persistently telling me that this would not have happened if you are not here. And I told her, you know, even if I was in the states, if I was working, this would would have still happened. If I was working in another city, if I lived in another city in the states, this would still have happened. The problem is that. You know, you wanted my sister to be there whenever you called, and I realized I was part of this problem because I was always right there whenever she called, no matter what it is. So I'm being super attentive, and in turn, had became a standard for her, had became a standard for my sister too, even though she's not like me. So my mom will constantly compare us to, and then also bring up the fact that oh, if you were here. This would not have happened. So, kind of hinting the fact that this problem was caused by me leaving, and that me leaving home was a mistake. But the real problem is that she didn't fix this connection, this gap in between her and my sister, because they don't have such a solid foundation like my mom and I had. That's why there are always these constant misunderstanding happening, and them to not reaching out to really solve what the real problem is. And I got really fired up, wired up. I got really upset thinking about this because I had felt like somehow in the end I was to blame. I was the one blaming for a problem I didn't even cause because I'm not even there. And the bigger problem behind my mom's belief is that, in her mind, she thinks that because she gave birth to me, because she gave birth to my sister, we are her products. We belong to her. She always, always, jokingly said that 
you know, I gave birth to you. Of course you belong to me. Like, why is that even a question? You need to do what I want you to do. And you need to take care of me when I get older, right? And this is a very common belief in the Asian society. I understand where it's coming from. I respect it. But there is this clashing of ideas inside of me because I am from an Eastern background, but I was raised in the West. In the West, I was taught to be independent in every aspect. I was taught to leave the house when I become an adult and live the life that I want to live independently. However, in the East, it's the very opposite of that. You're expected to stay with your family, to carry them and live multi-generationally, if that's the right phrasing. And there's nothing... It's not a wrong concept to take care of your parents, but I am feeling more and more as if I'm being treated as a ticket to retirement life. It's like parents are pushing us to become a doctor, become a lawyer, to live this lavish life so that they, in turn, would get to enjoy that lifestyle with you. I have no problem with the concept of sharing what I create, sharing what I've achieved with my parents because naturally I would want to do so because they sacrificed so much for me to get here. But that should be a natural response. That should be something I want to do because of the connections that we made while you were raising me, because of how I understand how much you've endured and you understand how much I have to sacrifice. It's supposed to be mutual. It's not supposed to be so one-sided. I'm giving this to you because I want to, not because I have to. And the way my mom is reminding me is that you are of my flesh and bone, so you are my property, therefore you need to take care of me when I get old. I would be happy to take care of you when you get old and cannot take care of yourself, mom, but I am not responsible for the rest of your life. Your life is still yours to live. I can't help you decide how you are going to live out your 70s, your 60s, your 80s, 90s, 100 if you live that long. It's still part of your journey. And I am here to provide better things for you because of how much I felt that you cared. Right now, I feel like a problem solver. I feel like a pimple patch. And I feel so frustrated whenever I'm talking about this. I always remind my mom that, hey, you need to be building relationship with my sister. Just because you and I share this great connection, that great connection isn't going to be automatically airdropped between you and my sister, you need to give the effort to get to know her. And in turn, if she feel like you're trying, she will start opening herself to you as well. Every time she has a problem with my sister, she comes to me and be like, you need to go talk to her. And I do. Because I'm an older sister 
But also, I tried to facilitate interactions between them two so that they could build their bond. It doesn't matter how hard I try. If they don't make the effort to build connections with each other, there's not going to be any, anything there. And she cannot expect my sister to behave and to respond the same way that I will because there's no foundation there for her to react the way that I have. And I felt so frustrated about the situation. I wrote down that day I was supposed to be lesson prepping for my class. I did end up doing that afterwards, but I wrote this long essay almost, just typing out some thoughts and some things I want to tell my parents. It felt good after I typed it all out, but then because I can see my logic but I don't have the courage to give it to them. I felt like my intentions would be misunderstood and my effort will be just overlooked. And that's quite sad, but I want to share it somewhere. So I'm going to open it up right now. If I don't let it out, it would just continue to pile up inside of me and I would feel like a shaken Coke ready to combust the next time my mom brings up this issue. So here is a heart-to-heart from me to my parents, hopefully someday, and if not, at least on this platform. I don't think they will ever discover podcasts or my podcast. So if my sister encounters this, here's a message that I wanted to tell them. And hopefully by the time that you hear this podcast, I would have already told them. But in the meantime, here's what I wanted to say. At times, I don't know how to respond to a situation like this. I feel guilty to be away, but the situation won't be fixed just because I am there. I will just be another alternative instead of a solution. There is this pressure that I am responsible for my mother for my parents when they grow old, but I am still trying to navigate through my own feelings and ambitions and goals. If I desire to live in different cities in the world, I wouldn't be able to take my parents with me because it would be a toll on them. But then I seem like disrespectful. My mom always jokingly said that, I gave birth to you, so of course you belong to me. Now, filial obedience is the norm in Asia, and many would naturally abide by this because it's deeply embedded in our culture. But I was raised in the West, where society urges us to become independent in every aspect. I am torn between. I have parents who stand on each side of the scale. Parents see us as a ticket to retirement life that we would land ourselves a doctor's degree so we would live a lavish life, and in translation, their lives will be set too. I understand that's the norm to repay what your parents have sacrificed. I am happy to do so, but it's becoming more and more like a duty. Just because I get a good job doesn't mean I'm required to take care of the rest of your life. Your life is still yours, and you have to figure out and decide what you want to do with it. I am here to share what I've accomplished with you voluntarily, depending on the connections we've made. 
We bring lives into this world, but we are no owners of the souls. It hurts to have to say it out loud. It hurts to even think this way. But at times, I wish I would tell my mother that the situation at home is not bad because I am away. It became this way because you allow it to. Because you decided to turn a blind eye to what was happening, and I was there to patch it up, and now that I'm gone, no one is there to patch it up, and it's sticking out like a sore thumb. Now, Dad, you can't shift the blame on Mom. My dad was always away, but for the months that you were home, there were minimal contacts between you and my sister. Parenting is a two-man job. You could say that because you were busy, you couldn't make time to sit down and perform your duties. But even when you had time, you didn't. I don't want to be in the position to tell you these things. I understand how hard you work for the family, but mom does her share too. Coming home after work to work another double shift for the family, it's tough on both of you, and no one is working less than the other. Financial support doesn't equate to emotional support. My sister is missing that part from both of you, especially from you, Dad. There should be a level of trust that is built on your interactions, but she is missing that. If she does not emotionally trust you, she would not feel safe enough to show you who she really is, what her ambitions are, what her interest lies in, what she likes these days. Those are not the responsibility of a mother or a sister. It is the responsibility of a loved one. You need to show her that you love her, that you want to know how your daughter thinks, in the way she could understand. I shouldn't have to reassure her that you love her. She should already know that, but does she? There's so much. There's only so much I can do as a sister. I don't have the authority. You hold as a parent. She does not have to listen to me. In the end, it is a collection of misconnections from both sides that had led to this. My sister is not the sole person to blame. You may think that she is selfish, but can you see that it's a form of self-protection? She doesn't know you. She doesn't really, really know you, Dad, and she doesn't know Mom. She doesn't feel safe enough to disclose fully who she is to you two, because she thinks you won't bother to understand. So she doesn't try. You two were both strict on me. Now why not on my sister? Just sitting down and have a two-hour lecture every other month isn't doing it. She might be doing okay academically, but for how long? She's not fully acting as a member of this house. And why not? Because she wasn't disciplined to do so. I have lectured her countless times, but has she listened? It might be the teenage rebellious stage, but we navigated through mine just fine. She needs both of your presence in her life. She needs not only guidance, but also a safe place to share her thoughts honestly with you two as well, or else we are just. All going to grow apart in the end because there are no real connections between us all. You don't know what I really want. You don't know what my sister really wants. You don't know what mom wants, and we don't know what you want.
we would just all become roommates. I didn't want to write this to claim that I am some know-it-all. The only thing I know certainly is that we shouldn't continue this way, to, to convince ourselves that this is okay, this is normal, we're a family. We should behave like one. We should make the effort to get to know our members. We should readjust ourselves to fit our roles. So after I wrote this, I felt like my constipation was gone. <laughs> I felt I could breathe easy, but nothing really has changed just because I wrote down this piece to vent, to talk about the problems that I see in my family is not really doing anything. It's not changing anything. And I contemplated on calling my mom this weekend or yesterday because I was not ready to let this go yet. I still had this pent-up frustration and a little bit of anger that this is still her mindset, that after I've talked to her, nothing has really sinked in. But in the end, I gave in and gave her a call because it was New Year and I felt it was only appropriate that I give my parents a New Year's greeting, so I did that. And luckily, I say this luckily, but it's so sad. They were watching a movie, so we didn't have a lot of time to talk. I basically just told them Happy New Year, gave them some Chinese greetings, and I hung up and called my sister instead. I felt very sorry to my sister, and sometimes I'm not really good at apologizing to her, I guess because she is someone close, and I have this weird older sister pride that I can't seem to drop. But I always had this worry that what if my sister feels left out in the family? My mom and I talk a lot, mostly is because one, we have been separated since I was four, and I think she's just actively trying to make that up. And another thing is because we both share the experience, oh, in China. So I understand what is, what was her past in China, and she knows my past in China as well. But my sister, she's actually my half-sister, doesn't quite understand that aspect of our life. She doesn't, she can't grasp what we had experienced there and she can't really relate to it. So at times I feel like she might feel left out and we really wanted to speak Chinese with her. But I understand when you're young and you're speaking a foreign language, it's not really that welcomed um, by other kids because they would just make fun of you. Oh, she's speaking in Chinese. I have no idea what she's speaking. And sometimes they could make certain racial remarks because she is a different race. So she kind of rejected the idea of learning Chinese. And after our grandparents left the States and went back to the hometown, she isn't really forced to speak Chinese anymore. So right now she could understand some, but definitely not 
everything that we say in Chinese. And also my mom and I can converse in Chinese or in Mandarin or in Cantonese. And she just definitely do not understand Cantonese at all. And she likes to do things um, alone. But I will always worry that, oh, should we go ahead and invite her to these events? Sometimes my mom will want to go out and then she'll say, hey, Julie, you and I, we can go out this weekend. And I'll be thinking, well, what about my sister? And we would ask, but then she would reject because she doesn't really want to go anywhere. But sometimes I feel like, is it necessary to force her to come with us just so we can make memories just so we can make connections because she always prefers to stay in her room but then she's missing out all of these family interactions that's happening in the living room that's happening in the dining room that's happening in the kitchen there's I mean I respect what she wants to do staying in her room sometimes I want to do that as well but I think sometimes it's also necessary to reach out and wanting to make connections with mom with dad sometimes too because it's a it's a two man's game <laughs> just because my mom makes effort doesn't mean that um, it's going to come true that somehow magically they will get closer together I need both of their effort to strengthen this bond my mom always says oh your sister doesn't care about me and that is not true my sister does care about my mom but she's not like me that openly shows affection so that's why I always talk to my sister and say hey I know it's not you to behave like me but sometimes like a small hug or a, a, some sort of gesture to show thanks to show that you care really really goes a long way because nobody in this world is a mind reader. We don't understand 100% what you mean. Mom is not going to look you in the eye and be like, oh yeah, yeah, she loves me, she respects me. She's not going to know if you don't act it out as such. So do something, write something to share how you feel. She's not going to know how you feel by just looking at you or just by guessing and vice versa. You won't know how she truly feels, feels, <laughs> feels by or judging from her actions, that's assuming. And sometimes your assumptions can be wrong. And don't go up to her only when you want to buy some things. My sister will always go to my parents, especially to my mom, when she wants to buy something. It's not really any other times where, hey, you want to do something together? Or like, hey, let's like bake something. It's always, oh, I want to buy this. Can you help me? So because your interactions are limited to this, of course, mom would assume that, oh, you only come to me when you want something from me. And that is planting a certain bias in her brain that is not necessarily true. So in order to get rid of that, you have to add more activities, more interactions between you two. And all these years I've been doing this, I've just like mediated between two parties to try to make everyone happy. And this time I was so frustrated. I was venting to my friend. I was saying, I can't let this go. It just keeps on happening. Whenever something is wrong, I am to blame. 
And then I, if I'm not the one being blamed, I try to patch everything up. And she told me it's because I'm acting like a mediator. I'm just trying to mediate everyone, the family. I am that one cat meme. Have you seen that one black cat memes? That one arm is pulling this kid and the other arm is pulling another kid and is saying, this is my brain cell trying to keep me together at 2 a.m. I am that cat and I'm trying to pull this family together. It's so sad to say, but I am afraid that we're all growing apart. Sometimes I go home, when I visit home, since I live in another city, I felt like I am visiting some sort of a uh, hotel, an apartment, because everybody is in their own room. My mom is in the master bedroom, my sister is in her own room, my dad's in the man cave, and I'm just coming home like, all right, uh, hello, first floor, hello, second floor, I am back. Okay, I guess everyone just resumed to what they are previously doing. We don't do family activities anymore, and... Well, partly is because of COVID, but still we can try to do something together, maybe like a barbecue or dinner, try to bake together cookies, something, something to show some sort of effort of a group activity. Yes, we have barbecue. Yes, we bake cake sometimes, but it felt like individual activities. Dad will be barbecuing and... I will be baking and no one really comes out until food is ready. But if our relationship continues this way, how do you expect me to carry this? Just carry this whole team on my shoulder until my parents retire and grow old. How am I the only person that is responsible of packing up everything and making sure that we all stay afloat. I understand that is partially a duty of a family member, but I can't do this alone if no one else is contributing. And how or why am I responsible every single time when similar situations happen? Why am I the mediator? Why do I have to be the mediator? Why can't we just solve the problem? Why can't we just work it out amongst you two. Why do I have to come in and say every single time the same thing I've said the last time? With all due respect, I also have my own set of problems that I'm trying to solve here in a different country while everyone is back home. I would try to solve these problems because I love you all, because I want to heal everyone from the problem. But I don't have to do this. But why is that becoming a default option? Why am I the go-to pimple patch? Why is it so hard for my parents, or just for my mom specifically, to respect my independence, my yearning for independence? Why is it so hard to understand that? You've planted me in a society that doesn't have the same belief as where we came from. And I've been, you could say that I've been trained to think this way, to think independently. And somehow my independency 
is something you reject. It's something that you don't want. I just feel like I can't win in this situation because no matter what I do, there will always be something. It's like finding a bone in an egg. This is a Chinese idiom. There will always be something that is wrong with my decision. I am too selfish to travel to a foreign country. One to follow my heart. Two to seek out what I want from my life, and the possibility that my wishes are straying from what my parents wish me to be is a crime. Why can't I be applauded for having the bravery to seek out something? That is different. Why can I be respected for trying to choose my own path? Now, those are the questions, among many questions in the world, that would never be answered because my parents will never, ever, 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 ever answer me. We would just be stuck in this endless cycle of frustration. But it's 2021. It is a brand new year, and I know I will be getting a year older. Now, other than some fat that I will be accumulating throughout the year, I would like to accumulate some courage as well—more courage than I have last year. And instead of just complying with what is going on, this situation repeatedly happening again, I want to say no. I want to not. Needing to patch it up, I want to tell this to my parents. Maybe not upfront because I would still cry, but somehow maybe I'll write them a postcard. Maybe I will write them a letter because it won't fit in the postcard unless if I want to send them four separate postcards and label each one of them one, two, three, four, so they can read in order. But I want to voice out my opinions now. I don't want to just keep it up in my little digital archive and pretend that you know after I write about this event, everything will be okay. Next time it happens, I'll just patch it up. It's fine. It's not fine. My sister's getting older. We're all getting older. We should try to solve the problem instead of temporarily band-aiding it. And we should stop this skewed perception. From affecting our lives, mom. <laughs> I understand that you want me to take care of you when you grow old, and I don't really see a problem with that. I'll try my best. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know where I will be in the future. What I want to do. Perhaps I would live in a different country. Perhaps I would. Travel around the world, but I will do my best to care for you, not because I have to, because I'm concerned about you. But please, dear moms around the world, I'm sorry to have to say this out loud, and it hurts my heart. But we do not belong to you. We are your kids. You bring us into this world, and. To be honest, we didn't ask to be born. That sounds very ungrateful, but we didn't ask to be born. We didn't get to choose, you know, who is our mother. But why 
did you give birth to us? Remember the purpose behind why you decided to bring this life into this world. I hope the reason was not that you have a ticket to a retirement life. I hope you decided to bring a life into this world because you want your child to experience all the joys and the interactions, the pains. Okay, maybe not the pains, that just sounds really morbid, but all the love and all the beauty that there is to this world to be able to live. Not for some silly reason of, oh yeah, I'm having kids so that they can take care of me when I get old or so that I don't feel alone when I get old. And a lot of people do have this mindset. That's what they're thinking. But I don't think that is quite right. It's not very fair to the kid because being born was a one-way agreement. You didn't seek for our permission. And I know the pains that you endure, 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 oh, the pains that you had to suffer during pregnancy. And I know it's not easy, but I feel like, but I feel like, but I hope that our entrance into this world was what you intended it to be. And it was for a good intention. See, this is why I don't want to have kids. <laughs> At least at the moment, I do not want to have a kid because one, I don't feel like I can take care of myself before. Two, I want to be as wise as I can be. I want to gather all the knowledge, all the things that I want to know before I pass it on through my genetic material and into this kid and why I want to bring a kid in this world. It's something permanent. It's not like a dog or a hamster that only lives one or two years, six, seven years, they could live a long time and you have a strong attachment to them. So figure out why you really want this kid. Do not give birth for retirement reasons, please. Pretty, 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 please. Regardless, I am thankful for life. I'm thankful for everything that I'm able to experience and that is all thanks to my mom. And that is why I will continue to love her <laughs> that's so cheesy I will continue to do my best for her as well as for our family I'm still frustrated I'm still a little bit angry but I wish the best for all of us I wish that something good will grow from this so that this rant my writing, my essay, whatever, is not just a waste of time. We are not a waste of time together. So don't be afraid to have different opinions, different ideas than your parents. It's normal. We grow out of who we were a year before. We grow out of our younger selves. And as we experience different times than our parents have, we will have different views. That is natural. As time changes, you know, traditional views are being outgrown. We are having more progressive views now. And sometimes our parents won't be able to accept that. Be understanding, be respectful, but also at the time try to explain your reason. But if they don't understand, there's nothing that we could really do but to still try to love them. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my family situation. So if I find out, I'll let you know. But in the meantime, just improv, improv as we go. That's life, you know. So thank you for tuning in to the, oh dear, I think this will be the 16th episode. No, it's the 17th episode, but the first episode for season two of Lactose Intolerant. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Hope you tune in for next week and have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead. And I will see you next time.